Cal. I can't believe it's another week already passed by, and uh, you're listening to Porter County Buzz uh, on this Tuesday evening. And I am one of the co-hosts, Greg Sims. My other co-host, Annie Bozak, is sitting all about six feet away from me. Far enough where you can't hit me. Well, but not far enough sometimes. <laughs> but anyways, and our guest extraordinaire today is Selena Weatherwax from the MAC, which is, I'll let her explain all that, but it's an unbelievably cool, awesome place. And, um, and that's M-A-A-C, not like Mac Daddy. It's M-A-A-C. Oh my, only you would say Mac Daddy. Well, that's <laughs> Big Mac sounds better than Mac Daddy. <laughs> He's taking his cowboy boots and his hat off right now, too, after he says Mac Daddy. Well, but what I, am, what I am wearing that's very important today is my Chesterton Trojans basketball shirt. Oh, my goodness. Because this weekend, our Chesterton Trojans, this is Porter County Buzz, man. They're in Porter County. It doesn't always have to be Vampa. Uh, they beat uh, Penn this, this weekend at uh, 59-48 over there in Michigan City and are now regional champions. And next week, we'll be moving on to uh, semi-state. So they're in the final. Four. So how many games do they have to win in order to win the whole thing? Oh, I don't know. Oh my goodness! I thought I mean, you were prepared. Too right? Like what kind of fan are you? Four. You're going to win two. <laughs> I don't know. They're playing next Saturday against Kokomo at Lafayette Jefferson. That I do know. What time is it? Well, that's not in the newspaper <laughs> article that I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know what I always do? I just wait till my wife tells me, Andy, put the game on, and that's what time the game starts. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. So, everybody, all listeners, listen to uh, the Trojan basketball game and uh, go Chesterton. I guess why not? Someone from the region might as well win. Yeah, cool. Why can't it be them? First time they ever won regionals. Wow, yeah, that's so good. It's, it's a big move for them. It's going to be a good cool. game. Cool. They're undefeated. So, yeah. <laughs> now back to the and you realize stuff. Selena's looking at both of us going, I thought I came here to talk. She's from <laughs> I'm from Chesterton. Oh, oh! She was probably at the game. Oh my goodness. I'm surrounded by these people. What the heck? What did I get myself into today? All right, but anyways, uh, Selena, welcome aboard to 103.1 Valpo Radio here, uh, WVLP. Um, and yeah, just go ahead, tell us, tell us whatever you want to say. Tell us what Mac is. I want to say so the MAC stands for the Multi-Agency Academic Cooperative. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so huh. there, there is some, some. Um, what was some the third, second word? Academic. Multi-Multi-Agency Academic Cooperative. So we. Who thought of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a story behind it. Okay. Oh, here well, we go. Yes, Wait, there's yes, more. There really is. So our founder, Chief Stuart McMillan's father, uh, was Clyde McMillan. Uh, with the Gary Fire Task Force. Okay. And Clyde's um, nickname was Mac. Oh. Daddy. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, um, <laughs> so we worked as a team to when forming the Mac to come up with a way to honor his father. Oh, that's in, cool. That's good. In yeah. our name, and so that is how we have reached. Okay, that's Mac. cool. So yeah. there, there is something. There's significance behind it. it yeah. Just. You know, thrown out there. No, that was interesting because I really thought you guys just created the acronym because. Nope. And it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Mac more, Attack, it was Mac more This. We created Mac Daddy. The acronym and then yeah. worked our way back to identify. Okay. So, uh, who did you say was the gentleman that created it? Uh, Chief Stuart McMillan. And Chief Stuart, Stuart from where? He is from here, from Valparaiso. And okay. he, um, you, you may know him uh, from his work at Task Force Tips. Oh, okay. He is Task Force Tips. Really? Yeah. Okay. So now you're familiar with now it. I am, yeah. Now I'm questioning how Task Force Tips and Mac is connected. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, they're one of our philanthropic partners. Uh, Chief of five, well, yeah, about five years ago, decided that he wanted to sell the majority of his shares of the company of Task Force Tips. Okay. And had the funds to really do something transformational in the community, specifically around first responders. And so he established the MAC, which is a training center for first responders uh, throughout northern Indiana, and then also the McMillan Family Foundation. And so mm -hmm. of the sale of the company, um, these two very um, robust nonprofits were created. And oh, Task Force Tips is a nonprofit as well. Task Force Tips is what is a, a for-profit entity. He sold. That's what he got. He the money. sold, okay. right. and from the proceeds of that of that sale of his company, 
we established the McMillan Family Foundation and the MAC. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, um, you know, I, I'm often in awe of him because he could have done anything yeah. with his money. Could have went to Hawaii. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or Cancun. Yeah, okay. yeah, you never know. But no, he decided to <laughs> invest it back here in Porter County. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've been doing. So have you guys only years. been around five years? Yes. Really? I know. Oh, that name's, I mean, I just hear Mac all the time, which is amazing yes. that you guys are advertising mm-hmm. as well. Not advertising, but getting the word out as much. The, it's been in, it's grown very organically. Um, there's a need that we're filling that has never been addressed until now. Wow. Um, by training first responders, we offer our facilities at no cost to them or to their organizations. And so mm-hmm. as you can imagine, there is constant training going on. Oh, absolutely. And um, as a result, we've offered over 300,000 training hours on our campus in just the last five years alone. That's crazy. And have a robust, very strong high school program where we are also training high schoolers to become certified firefighters as part of their career track at the Porter County Career Center. Um, we're running academies on for firefighters, uh, both on the career and volunteer side. And law enforcement also has a huge chunk of lawless. Okay, so you're not just firemen; you are the whole sh- kit and caboodle, huh? Yeah. SWAT teams. Yeah. Also go there. SWAT teams, search and rescue teams, canines. Yeah, the dogs. Um, really? Yeah, you name it. We are training them at the MAC. Well, if you guys ever need someone to go out there and have the dogs chase them, I know Greg. Uh, oh, no, so no, wait a second here. Last time I was there. He already heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He they wanted. Him. They asked me if I wanted to suit up and get attacked by a dog. He came on the that's exactly what I said. Oh my god. Have you ever been tased? No. I have. I have. Oh. See, there's taser training available too. See, and so. I, I think you would be. I would love to see you get tased, Andy. No, but I do a crazy Christmas. I would love to be the one to tase you, Andy. Many times. <laughs> many times. But uh, you don't know about the tasting thing. I'm telling you, once you try it, you know, everyone should try it at least once. Once you try it, you don't go back. Yeah. You never want to experience it again. Oh my gosh. So you guys do paramedics too? We do paramedics, EMTs. We're we're just uh, starting a new EMT program um, at the MAC. And so we have been very, um, very proactive in serving all from the first responder community. That's amazing. So do you guys call it the MAC? Is that the name? The MAC. Okay. And and that facility, it's located on, do you guys tell where it's located or is it private? No, no, no. We we are very strategically (laughs) placed though in a location that is not very visible. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're in the Mondale Industrial Park. So you're so, across from all the Myers and stuff, right? No, 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 no the no, airport. No. By the airport. Oh, the airport. Route 30. Oh, the airport. oh, yeah, okay. So we're Task Force Sipses off of 30. Oh, okay. Down um, on that road in the back. So. If you ever go visit it, you know, and I take a nice tour. Time. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was only you were probably tased then. You just had no idea what was going on. <laughs> when yeah. were you there last? Uh, when they had that big uh, countywide meeting with all the police chiefs, um, when uh, Mike Brickner was still the, was it the 911? He wasn't the 911 director. He was the I couldn't tell you. I wasn't there. Management gentleman, I believe. I forget the okay. exact title. But did you travel? Did you did you tour the whole facility? No, no. Okay, that's the key. Yeah, that's why I was. And it's a lot different, I'm sure, than when you were there. No, I'd like to see it. it. It's I awesome. Mean, kind of, tell us about what it looks like. If someone were to come visit, what do they see? Well, I think they'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of those hidden gems in the region. Um, you walk, you walk in, and it's traditional classroom space. But uh-huh. when you go behind our campus. You'll see live uh, fire training structures. You'll see forcible entry. We have a large uh, tactical building that is used by fire and law enforcement with 60 doors and 40 cameras that the teams can view what's happening in real time when they're not in there themselves. So yeah. So it's like you're working through smoke and trying to break through different doors. They have set up all sorts of creative scenarios. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But the other crazy thing is they can readjust the room so the if they come back multiple times, they're seeing different scenarios than just the same one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very deliberate yeah. about that too. It's pretty cool. We didn't want people to get used to that and be complacent, right? right? Yeah. Complacent. And so uh-huh. one of the things that we've done is, in our design is making sure that things are interchangeable, that things can be um, changed and people will be surprised by that, not mm-hmm. expect the same thing time and time again when they're training. 
good. Yeah. How do you guys, like who, how does this work? So you guys set up a, a, a training class and then allow different firemen and police officers to sign up or can the anybody? We, we, <laughs> we set up the training facilities. Uh-huh. They provide their own trainers. They, oh, okay. If you think about it, a, a police department here in Porter County, um, they can all train differently, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Portage, uh, Valpo, Chesterton, I mean, they, they probably have all their internal processes uh, somewhat aligned, but different. But a little off, different. yeah. Exactly. And so what we do is provide them that sandbox for them to train, but they provide their own trainers because we never want to teach someone a way of doing something that is different mm-hmm. than what their department has adopted or accepts. Yeah. Do they cross train? Like, will Chesterton have one and everyone can come? Yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing about the MAC is because it is so collaborative in nature that we have a number of different agencies cross training with each other. So we expect our first responders to arrive on scene, know exactly what to do and when, right? Mm-hmm. Well, many times before the MAC was created, they didn't even know each other. They didn't know how to properly communicate with one another. They didn't know who was who doing what, with the exception, of course, of the uniform, the vehicle they're driving. Uh-huh. Um, and so now, because of the MAC, there is increased communication amongst them, and they know one another. So when they're responding together, they know who's doing what and, and, and when. And if that dude's a goofball, don't trust him. <laughs> we don't have anybody like that on the payroll. Uh, <laughs> I assume you don't just cover Porter County, right? Because we don't have any of those in Porter County. Right. You cover other counties, they probably got some goofballs. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Because we, we, although we are housed, you know, our campus is right here in Valparaiso, we serve all across the region and beyond. We have people coming from southern Michigan, from all the different uh, Chicago area neighborhoods. I mean, these responders mm-hmm. have access to training facilities unlike they've ever experienced before and so why would they travel to come here what makes you guys stand out and that's not yeah. I, I'm, that's a seat like no, i'm not no. trying to say that i would travel uh hello the mac is the best man there's several reasons one um, porter county yeah or porter county <laughs> i mean we have a centralized location especially for um, teams at the federal level oh okay. um where you know they're coming from detroit from chicago uh, meeting at the MAC. Oh, yeah. So um, so that's been a great halfway point for many of these agencies because we do train federal, state, and local um, wow. yeah, mm-hmm. agencies. And so uh, so that's been a reason. But primarily, quite frankly, is the fact that we don't charge. Oh. So we, we offer the MAC on a first-come, first-served basis. So if somebody wants to train at the MAC, they go on our website. It's a live calendar. They book the facility, pick what they need for their training evolutions, and just show up. We also provide them all the equipment, the access to the apparatus they may need. Um, so any, any excuse that they've given me throughout the years for a barrier to train, mm-hmm. uh, we've been very uh, proactive in eliminating. So you guys cover the cost of... Um like air for the air tank. I mean, it's like things yeah. that they're going to be using through this training. Yeah, wow. I mean, just to give you an example um, about, about that collaboration, uh, the Valparaiso uh, Fire Department had an extra um, air compressor. So this compressor sat around. I mean, this is a $50,000, $60,000 piece of equipment that wow. sat around for the majority of the year because they had a primary one. Um, has been uh, located, relocated to the MAC, and so now it's not only used by Valpo Fire when they're training on our campus, but it's used by Burns Harbor, by Chesterton, and anyone else in the region. I like how she threw Burns Harbor. She must know. Oh my goodness. She must know. Yeah, because that's her neighborhood too, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're from Burns Harbor too? <laughs> you said you were from Chesterton. Well, I went to Chesterton High School. I grew up in Chesterton. Yeah, see, see now all the truth comes oh, out. You goodness. see how this works? Yeah, yeah, now strong. you know what I've been dealing with strong. for the last yeah, nine yeah. episodes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's really amazing. It's it really is. special. I gotta tell you, I I um, I've been involved in um, in government work for the majority of my professional life, and yeah, there's I, a rumor that you worked for uh, Senator Luger. Was which that? Which is crazy because she's only 24 That's years right. old. That's, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> See, we make fun of the guests. Oh my God. No, I had right out of college worked uh, with Senator Luger. So what college did you go to? Uh, Purdue Northwest. Now it was PNC then. Oh, but, okay. Um, in Westville. Okay. Yeah. So um, he was looking for someone that was bilingual to join his team. 
um, because of the growing Hispanic Latino population okay. throughout the state. And so I was interviewed and I had the job right, you know, before I graduated and started immediately after. Graduation. And where were you based out of? Like Valparaiso. Oh, so um, where it used to be pastimes, now it stacks mm -hmm. upstairs. Oh, yeah. That's where our office okay. was. Oh, that was his old office? Yes. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't know yeah. that either. I'll be darned. Yeah, we were there for the 10 years. Wow, that's now cool. It's really hard to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know somebody. You got to be from Valpo. Yeah. You know, Chesterton people, you know. No, no, Burns Harbor, you said. Oh, Burns Harbor, oh, yeah. I don't get in there. <laughs> and I sure won't go with my four kids because I can't afford that in there. But you took your kids to Ruth Chris the other day. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a little movie. different. That was daddy daughter. Yeah. Ditch the boys. My sons keep asking me, when are we going on a due date? You know? It's oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, we'll go do that sometime soon. <laughs> So that's great. So you worked for, for uh, Senator Luger, and yes. then you moved on, and because you kind of told us a little bit out there. You yeah. Tell yeah, us a little yeah. bit about yourself. Yeah. So we lost. Um, that's a good political, but we did lose the 2012 primary. Mm -hmm. That's well known, right? So um, when we lost the primary, it was one of those things where like, wow, <laughs> never did we expect that. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. No. No. I mean, you guys are both involved in politics. You understand yeah. that yeah. when yeah. someone gets swiped like that, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty devastating. And so um, I went and worked at Purdue Northwest, did government and corporate affairs work, and then had the opportunity to join a Congress and Muskowski staff. Did that uh, for a short time, about two years, mm -hmm. and realized that government was just kind of, Senator Luger was the epitome, in my opinion, of, you know. Well, working for a senator of that stature yeah, is kind of impressive. Don't get me wrong, Congress is great. I yeah. mean, fantastic leader. Um, did you was, have to go to Washington to work for him, or did you work here for him? So for, for Luger here, and then on occasion you had travel to mm -hmm. Washington. Uh, same that I like. The, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Same, same with um, the congressman. That, that position was always housed in Washington, but mm. I wasn't willing to make that transition, so uh, we, we made it work. I wouldn't want to live out there. I just want to visit. <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, did that, and then um, launched my own consulting company. I, you know, felt bright-eyed, but she tells like, oh, I got this, you know. <laughs> and then um, uh, Stewart had a Is it project. a political consultant, or what we doing? Yeah, you know, so government relations work oh, cool. and you know community building. That's really my my hmm. my passion. Awesome. And so um, when uh, Stewart said, you know, I've got a project that I've been thinking about for a while. Well, how did um, you meet Stewart? I've known him just because of my work in the community. Oh, okay. You know, he's, okay. He's, he's a pretty well-known leader. He's someone that um, that is is active in the community mm -hmm. on a number of levels, and so I had known him. Okay. Through that work. When you were working for Luger or Viskoski, exactly. I think gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so uh, his charge to me was to identify the team of first responders to build a training tower. Um, a training tower that could be utilized on nights and weekends. Um, an actual tower, a building? A tower. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the thought there was that it would be a space for volunteer firefighters to utilize on nights and weekends. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, we got this. Is the tower to, so you can go to diff practice different levels? Is the yes, reason behind different types of the stairs and hauling your, okay. your, not only your ladders, but primarily your hose. Oh, that's it. Um, being able to run up and down them and... Because um, fire stations around here don't have that, that training My, ability. No, yeah. no, no, no. So this would be very unique to the region. And, you know, you he gave us a, a, the charge of um, $300,000 to build this thing. Wow. Was that a lot of money back then for a thing like that? Well, or? it was only five years ago. So $300,000 five years ago was still so, definitely yeah, a lot okay. of money. But I say, that, sound, that sounds like a lot of money. But, um, but that quickly evolved once he saw the momentum behind this, quickly it evolved to a larger budget. He started adding things to the project. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need another story. Right. That has not stopped. Yeah. Really? That's oh, yes. awesome. Yes, that's something that uh, we've been very actively pursuing, always building up the campus. You know, back to the point that you made earlier about changing and mm -hmm. making sure people don't get used to the same training over and over. Big part of that is adding additional features and, and making adjustments and growing the campus. So when we did that, um, the tower piece came about and folks said, you know, we really need classroom space, more than a tower. Oh, more and than I was, huh. And I was really reluctant to, you know, Take that in. I was like, "Whoa, we need it." You know, we've been talking about this now for a few months. I want the tower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
yeah. And so um, <laughs> one of the firefighters said to me, you're not listening. You're not listening. Oh, yeah. We need classroom space. That's what we're asking. And I'm like, okay, why? And that was also really um, an eye-awakening experience for me because they are all working in silos. They all train at their own fire station, Mm -hmm. at their own police station. Um, But classroom space would allow them to come together. And I was like, oh, you know, and they're like, we could have larger classes this way. We could bring in guest speakers. And I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) I was wrong. Add that to the list. Yes. And so that's when we changed direction and um, increased the budget some. And we have the MAC, which is now about 22 acre campus. So that's what you guys started with was with the classrooms? We or a tower? Oh, the, the, cl- the classroom was yeah, the first and thing. Yeah, talk about the tower. Okay. So did we get the tower? <laughs> you know if we have the tower. This is very important. Jack and the Beanstalk so, is. U.S. Steel was tearing down an old uh, facility near the lake. Okay. That had a tower on it. Oh. And they said they just had a tower laying around. How, how, how does that even come up? They, they used it for their fire training. They okay. They had a fire, you know, um, department at mm-hmm. U.S. Steel for you know industrial yeah. fires and such. So they said, "Well, we're tearing this down. If you guys well, move it, it's yours." Well, how did they even? How does that conversation even start? <laughs> you know, how did they know so you needed know, a tower? This, yeah. this is how you know. Is he, serendipitous yeah, the, opportunities come she's, about. She's those are the cool stories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they had that available, and so at about two thirty in the morning, with a fire escort, you know, that that, um, that following week, um, that tower was taken down and brought across. Oh gosh, it's um, four stories. It's say probably forty-five. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's significant. Like it's big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how did you move? Up and down it too. Really? Oh yeah. For <laughs> the high school program in um, Remembrance of 9/11, they walk up all the stairs. Uh, and, oh yeah. no yeah. kidding. Yeah, in full oh, that's gear. Really? So I'll be darn. I don't think I can do it. I, I know he couldn't do it. He gets winded coming from his car into the facility here. It's my my old man back. I can barely move. Oh yeah, and. Speaking of moving here, let's move to the uh, the call letters or WVLP, uh, Valpo Radio. It's uh, community radio, and you're listening to Porter County Buzz on 103.1. I'm one of the hosts, Greg Sims, my other co-host, Annie Bozek, and our extremely extraordinary uh, g- guest today, it's better Selena time. Weatherwax. Yeah, yeah from the Mac. The Mac. Every time. Yes, and that's so cool. The Mac. The Mac. <laughs> the Mac. <laughs> But we're, yeah, yeah, I told you, I keep saying that, you know, he keeps saying our budget isn't very good. And it's like, what the heck? I may have to get the Mandalorian to to spook you into giving us one or something. But uh, we do got to mention because we do got a new show sponsor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The International Order, the Independent Order of Oddfellows and uh, they're downtown Valpo. It's Checkwick Lodge, number 56. And uh, they're a wonderful organization that does a lot of um, community service outreach and stuff they give away bicycles as a matter of fact uh, one of the other things they're going to do on um, march 29th at 5 30 p.m at sunset hill park they're dedicating a 35 foot flagpole the largest flagpole on county property and uh it'll be dedicated it, that day is vietnam uh veterans recognition day and the flagpole is going to be dedicated to all the veterans of porter county so come on out. There'll be uh, a nice, about a 20-minute ceremony, and then come on into the silo building. It's right in front of the silo building at the Sunset Hill. It's a cool and, building, too. Yeah. Have a chance to check and it there'll out. be some hot dogs and some food and stuff and some hopefully lively conversation. Well, Sims is there. Greg Sims is there. There'll be lively conversation. Oh, my goodness. Perhaps. <laughs> and if you show up, maybe we'll let you... Put the first flag I'm up. Bring the flag that says Greg and Andy's radio show. Ooh, picture. That would be awesome. We can do that. We can do that. I can make that happen. That would be awesome. <laughs> I know a printer. I know a guy. He's like done. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Check mark that. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> we got we got a guest here. <laughs> and here I'm gesturing. See, we, we do that. Sometimes we gesture and the people on the radio have no idea we can't see, you know. But <laughs> I'm sure they hear it in our voice. <laughs> <laughs> they hear the gestures. <laughs> yeah. So kind of tell us 
us um, what, what kind of projects are you guys working on now? What, I, another question I have, and I know it's two questions in the one, I want to know where your funding is coming from. I know you have a board. Where's the other funding coming from? Sure. Are you self-sufficient? Sure. Which question do you want first? <laughs> you choose. Funding. You right. choose. Funding. So, Sorry, guys, um, you like that. That was weird. No, 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 no. It's, it's all weird. good. It's all good. Uh, so, um, because the MAC is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, we are um, constantly seeking funding support from the community. So it's primarily coming from um, individual donors, organizations that support first responders in this charitable way. Um, corporate giving is a big piece of that. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, as well as grants. So, um, so it's a blended revenue model that makes the map work. Um, and you guys have a board of directors, is that how it works? We do. And then so, you answer them? Yes, okay. so they're my bosses and um, that's also a very unique uh, structure for the MAC because train facilities are uh, oftentimes ran by governments. Okay. Right? So a local municipality will invest in a training facility in their community. Well, then that becomes that municipality's training center. What we've done is develop a training center for everyone. And so inclusivity is at the core of our values. And as a result of that, we have quite a bit of um, input and activity from the different municipalities. Um, but fundraising is a major piece of what we do on a daily basis in order to keep the MAC at no cost. Okay. We are also pursuing offering more specialized classes that do have you know fees attached so if we need to bring in a you know world uh, renowned uh, renowned uh, guest speaker in a specific area and you know um, his or her fee is you know X dollars we put that in to the budget um, and offer the class of mm -hmm. fee so okay. we're exploring that as well because annual sustainability is a big piece of this do you ever get groups coming out and saying hey thank you very much here's a donation on behalf of our fire station or our municipality yes um, we have um, surprisingly you know we've always stayed away from that piece oh. but people um, at different departments have been you know recognize the value that we bring and so you know as part of their pancake breakfast oh, okay. you know proceeds or car walk whatever they've got going on they will um sometimes surprise us with the check um they don't that's nice yeah yeah and so um so that's been that's been really neat to to see as well because now they're invested in in what we're doing well, I, I, I won't say who it was, but one of the SRO officers that I deal with on a regular basis, he's also a member of SWAT, and he has unbelievably appreciated the fact that the more they train, the better they are. Because when you know, watch the news and see these negative in things, they're like, yeah, we, we hope to never have those because we're training about those, and it's all, it's so much easier to train and then deal with it yeah. than to be kind of guessing what do we do next or you haven't done it in 10 years yeah, and yeah. now what do we do? So we have a tremendous asset for our own Porter County people. Cause I imagine Porter County people train more often than other groups, yeah, I right? I think that's probably just the nature yeah. of the proximity because mm -hmm. we are here in Porter County. Um, so yes, I would say that that just by, by that fact, we have folks um, primarily coming from, from Porter County. So we, we have an unbelievably well-trained outfit of fire, police, EMTs. Yeah, we really do. You know, um, Chief Chad Dutz recently stated that um, his department uh, has, has really taken on using the MAC and training at the MAC um, for a reason that we didn't expect, which was repetitive work. So, for example, um, ladder raising. I mean, those takes a lot of effort to do that, but for 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 a department like so his... what, hit the button to make the ladder go? <laughs> I, know, I, really, I, mean, I know you mean something else. It's a lever, Andy, not a button. <laughs> You're talking actually putting them up. Yeah, yeah. Like physically carrying these things and, you know, doing yeah. the work once in a while so that you know how to do it is one thing, but to be able to practice so much that you become proficient in your work is something that the MAC offers. That's amazing. And yeah. so, um, so again, being being right here in Porter County helps those all those uh, communities here. But in reality, our scope and our reach um, 
that's pretty cool. Yep. Do um do you guys do like how do your board of directors get chosen? Are they yes. chosen by municipalities or lottery? Like is it bingo, lottery? it's is bingo. It, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Selena's going, what are you talking about? Andy made me say that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so the board of directors is um, our bylaws because we're a nonprofit. And this was something that our founder, Chief McMillan, was very, very vocal about. He never wanted one organization to have full control of the facilities. So not one fire department, not one EMS organization, or even one law enforcement agency. They all have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. They all have a board seat, literally, but no one person has control over the other. And so um, we have a fire presence. Um, we have the executive director of the EMS State Association, Gary Miller. Um, we have uh, Bob Morgan, who is the commander of the Northwest Indiana Regional SWAT team, as well as um, he's with Maryville Police Department. Um, and then we have a number of different other community leaders. Bill Maher with Thrivent Financial, George Douglas, who is, uh, serves um, on the Valparaiso City Council, but he's mm -hmm. also, you know, Peddler's Pizza no, okay. owner and a commercial um, uh, well, I didn't military. know you owned Peddler's Pizza. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I liked it. Oh, it's <laughs> we were, Yeah, I was there the other day, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, sure. <laughs> um, and then we also have a representative uh, from the McMillan Family Foundation. So the, the makeup of, of the board is... Um, both community and agency uh, focus, but no one. Um, I like that. Yeah, like someone can't, like, Valpo couldn't take over. Hijack it. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Not that Valpo would do that. I'm just. No, saying, but exactly. Like, that's that's yeah. a well thought out another. Right. Yeah, that's a long term strategy, right? What happens in 10 and 20 mm -hmm. years? Um, you know, and, and this would this would make sure that, again, we, we are fair to all. Mm -hmm. And that everyone's represented. Are any any other fire departments can come here? Like I'm just saying, like a, a fire department from Georgia, they wanted to use a facility. You guys are that open and inclusive. We really are. Again, it's first come first serve basis. Um, but the fire department will likely, you know, for a lot of state, is not as likely as a law enforcement agency. Really? Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, you may remember this that uh, Valparaiso Police Department hosted the National Canine Working Dog Conference here. They okay. had dogs from all over the country uh, hmm. come um so we had dogs and <laughs> literally dogs <laughs> everywhere um but we also had you know vehicles from all throughout including you know um canada so a lot wow. of wow yeah and so uh, huh. we are proactively supporting economic development here in the county by bringing yeah, really interesting. Now, people are going to lunch here they're going yeah. to stay in the night here so do you work with our tourism uh, bureau? Not yet. They'd like to. We need to hook her up with Lorelei. Lorelei, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. get a hold of Selena. Yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> I see a lot of, lot of opportunity for us to work together. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, and she seems like Selena seems like a nice person. Like she'd be easy to work with. Nice like. <laughs> and so it seems. And so it seems. Yeah. No, I mean, but in the short time that you guys have been around, like I mentioned earlier, the, the marketing and just getting it out there, um, I hear about, and I didn't know it was the Mac, I always called it Mac, but the okay. Mac all okay. the time. I mean, I really do. And, you know, Greg, you mentioned I haven't had that opportunity to go there, tour it, go through the facility. Um, kind of train with them you know not not train with them because i couldn't hang that'd be kind of crazy yeah <laughs> yeah let's try the dog suit out. oh yeah absolutely dog suit absolutely out. it would fit you perfectly so you guys do and this isn't i'm not asking because i want to train <laughs> yeah. but do you guys have any like um firing ranges there for the police officers and stuff too? Uh, that is a part of our long-term strategy as well to have an indoor shooting range oh, on the campus um that's something that is uh, needed. I am. We are um, looking at partnering up with the North Porter County Conservation Club. Oh, great though. group. Great group. They're oh. fantastic, and uh, we have um, approached them about working together. And so, if we're successful at figuring out all those pieces, which I'm confident mm. we will. Um, we can train folks during the day at the MAC and then they can go over to the range, you know, at the club in the evenings or, you know, we could do it by, you know, switching. They, they arrange like situational shooting, you know. Oh, really? You sit down and oh. actually, like uh, the club, I don't know what yeah. you guys are talking about doing, but. 
pretty interesting. Is it like competition? Yeah. They do that stuff in competition, yeah, we, huh? We, we, we were Dress up in your cowboy boots and your spurs and draw. Uh, I've never draw worn my partner. cowboy boots, but. <laughs> that could be a fundraiser. Um, yeah. But the thought is for us to, um, you know, use the space during the day, right? Uh, during the week when it's not as busy there, and uh, it just—it's a win-win for both. So we huh. use their yeah. space. They can um, then we could, you know, help them out in other ways. Oh, I'm sure. Now you do have a laser area with a like handgun laser beam well what do you call that i call it laser what what do you call it but what is it it's not a yeah yeah no what is it what do you call that simulator that okay yes simulator yes so um it makes light beams so you mean like lasers no no they're actually guns that are retrofitted with air so you know you can you can interact with the the scenario that's happening in the simulator. Oh, so it's really cool. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you. I, I saw it. I didn't try it, but I saw How it. How would you not try that? Like that's yeah. an opportunity for Andy to try. Yes, I'm yes. Going to visit. If, if Greg, yeah. We get Greg behind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's gonna shoot me. No, you no, want him to shoot me no, with no. air? Hey, I just bought my kids an <laughs> Oculus Rift or an Oculus <laughs> Go or whatever they're called a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they don't get to play it ever. When Dad's home, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> This is something you really do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. It really does. Yeah. It sounds like such a great organization that we are lucky and blessed enough to have in our backyard, you know, and, and mm -hmm. our local fire departments, our local police officers are going out there and receiving this training for free that impacts us and helps us, you know, and makes us safer. Oh, I, there's awesome. no doubt about it. It's a tremendous asset. Yeah. What, what other kind of things do you have there? Like you mentioned the, the towers there now, right? <laughs> yes, the Wait, towers. there's more. She has a big list, you know. <laughs> no, but we have an Eagle Scout working on one. Are you kidding? Yes, no, really? yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So we have the Canine Park. I, mm -hmm. I mentioned that. Uh, the Canine Park is a little bit to the east of our campus, and so the bridge is going to connect Oh, really? <laughs> yes, but we also have um, the live burn uh, props that are used constantly. We have a car fire prop, a dumpster prop. Uh, when I first saw the dumpster out there, I thought it was literally a dumpster. <laughs> you put garbage in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she said yes. Please. Yeah, I, I, did, I, did, I did. I admit it. So, um, so I come to find out that was not. For I come to find out. Hey, Selena, do you know who's, do you know who's dumping garbage in that thing? Yeah, yeah. Can we, oh, we gotta put a sign up. She said, just start the fire. <laughs> no, but dumpster fires are something that are. But it's like quite common. And they're hard to put out? No, they're just, they pop up. You know, you know oh. do it, I think, out of, um, to be malicious. Well, but, I mean, well, you know, unfortunately, when I was in Chicago, they had a lot of, if people couldn't afford it, to get them dumped, they, they oh, would they would put them on fire to get rid of them, and totally illegal and and uh, terrible to do. But that's yeah. that's what we saw years ago. So yeah. how do you guys do these fires? When you talk about this fire equipment, um, is it uh, natural gas? Is it actually you guys are throwing in stuff to start the fire? It's actually wood, or what do you guys do? So doing? we have a partnership. So it varies depending on what that training evolution requires. Okay. But we have a partnership with Coal Alliance, and, and they uh, provide the propane that's used for some of these um, trainings. But we use hay. Propane's green. I just want to throw that out there. It's a positive well, thing. Well, it, it has to be green because cancer is so prevalent in the firefighting community oh, that, you I know. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we, we make sure oh. that whatever is being used there is is, um, is safe. So, um, that's, that's pallets, yeah, I didn't realize that, yeah. Pallets are often used, and hay that we purchase from a local farmer. Oh, okay. So, um, so whatever, you know, it takes for that. Oh, that's so like you guys will do that in an actual bedroom too, like and then yes. light a bed on fire and they have to go in there or what, like so stuff like are, that. Are you familiar with um, container building? Yeah, I, I ship containers for a living, so Seriously? yeah. Seriously, yeah. we need two containers right now. <laughs> well, I can't bring it down right now. Believe me, every one of my wow. drivers is out there working because we are way beyond busy right now. Wow, but um, yeah, we need to talk about that, but. The containers are are used uh, to simulate either um, commercial or houses, so they're stacked up, 
and the tiny house movement yeah, yeah. has really embraced this piece. For us, it makes sense because it's really cost effective for when these are, you know, damaged, burned for too long to remove them. Oh, you actually can burn them at too long at some point and you have to replace them? And to really? Wow. Yeah, so our burn building right now, um, I can see that there's damage on the top because it's been, you know, burning for the past five years for training. And so, um, hmm. yeah, damage is, is really... Really How does it look? Is it interesting to see when it's all on fire? That the, the tower is that kind of cool to you look know at. What's interesting to me is the people that are willing to put themselves in it yeah. during the fire. That's what I still am in all. Can't wrap your head around. Yeah, oh, I can. it's like shoot. I see it. You know, like I, I'm, I'm there, right? And then, but then to actually see them be excited about gearing up and going in. That yeah. is yeah. It's a different different person. Yeah, you know, people are running away and they're running into. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're all yeah. three of us are public servants. Anyway, yeah. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's who we do. That's who we are. Yeah. I mean, but this is a whole different level. Yeah, if I hear a kid screaming, I'm going to run it. Otherwise, I'm going the other way. I'm not going <laughs> I, I'm running. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. But, um, yeah. yeah, so seeing that is, is very, very unique. That would be really cool, too, though, to see that. Uh, those those people that just get fired up to go because I know a lot of these firemen don't get to see fires. I mean, a lot right. of them are doing like road calls and you oh. know accidents and, and stuff like that. And I know medical. medical that's medical. probably what they want to do more is to see a fire and put it out and save lives. You know, and so it's yeah. I had one um, one tell me recently that he just loves the smell. Oh, oh. smell what? Yeah, like, <laughs> the smell, the smoke. You know, yeah. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you yeah, hear that about people liking the smell of gasoline, and to me, it does means absolutely nothing. But other people go, yeah, it's great. I'm like, oh, whatever. See, and I like, I like a bonfire, but I don't like a house fire. I don't know what that's. Oh, yeah. Some people, it just you know, there's different reasons for them to yeah. gravitate towards this. And, and speaking of reasons, there's a reason why we're on the radio. It's WVLP. You see, Community Radio 103.1 FM. You're listening to Porter County Buzz. And one thing I didn't say yet is we have a uh, an email. It's pcbuzz103 at yahoo.com. We'll gladly take any questions from there, and we'll address them on the next show. Uh, if someone could please email us. We just want to make sure it works. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, maybe we keep the people so informed. There's no questions there's to be, you know, no that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm go with that. <laughs> <laughs> As Selena is grinning uh, a little bit over there. Yes, yeah, so we had Selena from the, the Mac Foundation out of Valparaiso, Indiana, and uh, she's kind of updating us on all the craziness that they deal with. And, the good craziness, and, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but they're just so intertwined in such a short period of time yeah. in a positive way. Well, know? when you got great people in place, you know, great things happen. Maybe someday you'll be a part of something great, Andy. I, I don't know. You got to get the great person first. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my son steps up. I don't know. <laughs> so what are you guys doing now? Like, what's the next project for oh, the Mac? It's a big one. So we are um, building a residential tactical village. A village? A village. Wow. So the concept is to simulate an actual um, community. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a single-story home, a two-story home, a mobile home, and then we'll have... A garage adjacent to the single-story home so um, again just think of a just like a, a neighborhood concept and this will be used primarily for approaches so on the law enforcement side we as well as fire quite frankly we've been very good about planning and working through what happens when you go into a structure we have not done a good job at helping our first responders um, with the approaches. Like just walking up to the door, like you see on Chicago Fire or Chicago Police, these guys come up and they're all in a line and they look really, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's called yeah. acting. No, 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 but you know? it's on TV, it's true, it's true. <laughs> now, now, is this place going to be called like Mayberry RFD or something? Yeah, this one's just going to be residential tactical. Oh! Yes, or we find a very... Um, 
a very giving donor that has a, you know, a different idea. Oh, the Sims Village. Um, wow. Yeah. I like the sound of that, but, you know. <laughs> but. Uh, I will take the small dog house. That'll be the Bozak shack. <laughs> so are you guys built that on? So how many acres did you say you had over there? About 22 acres now. Oh, that's crazy. Are you guys expanding or do you guys? So it's it's developing the campus um, within that footprint. So okay, so that's. Do you guys have room to grow out of that? Oh, yes. That's awesome. So the, the goal behind that is Bedford Falls, USA. Oh. And Bedford Falls. Isn't that from that movie? That would be a wonderful life, yes, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, that would be a wonderful life. Yes. That I was thinking Jimmy Stewart. That's exactly where it's from, Bedford yeah. Falls. But um, the idea is to develop a large training space um, indoors. Um, that will mirror a downtown, so it could be, you know, downtown Valparaiso, downtown mm -hmm. Chesterton, but behind every facade is actual working training space. So we'll have classrooms, we'll have additional tactics. So it'll look like you're walking in a barber, but really you're going to your classroom? That exactly. kind of cool. <laughs> exactly. I saw that the Museum of Science and Industry, and it's really cool. Huh. I mean, think about Disney, Disney World yeah. you know, on Main Street. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the theory, you know the concept is that and you can charge some businesses to put their facade up there and they would pay for that yeah absolutely, absolutely. See? Oh. yeah we can name it on the interior oh. of the facades or outside yeah. uh, huh. but that's the next the next large project yeah, that we're pursuing you guys got some great plans we do we have uh, we have some motivated people to to make this happen mm -hmm. as well so it's not just us on our own anymore mm -hmm. how many people are you yeah. so you're the president of the Mac Foundation right. And then there's how many people underneath you? Or so we, we, only, we you? have a team of six. That's it? That's it. No, all of those six people. <laughs> and the board, the board is helpful. Um, that a lot of volunteers, too, from throughout the community. Um, so well. it's, it's a very much a joint effort. It's not it's not just me, and it's certainly not just the MAT team. It's, it's a lot of different people involved. Now, does Hazmat ever, uh, do you have stuff for Hazmat? We do. We built a Hazmat training area a couple of years ago, and um, that's unique, too. And this this is this is really something that may interest you, but because Bernie Harbour... She's pointing at Andy, by the way. I am, because... <laughs> oh, my goodness! I was Jokes all day. Oh, wow. Oh, Selena's is never coming back. You realize that, right? Way to go, Andy. She said, she said one in front of us for ARPA money. Uh, yes, right. so. <laughs> you gotta believe it. Um, but the, the Harbor community responds to a lot of tankers that you know flip over uh, oh, yeah. or um, tow road yeah. port you know so we have um, developed a hazmat training area for them to not only use foam but to run evolutions and learn about what to do yeah because a lot of people don't realize i mean those fuel tanks those diesel tanks 500 gallons on each side on some of these trucks you got a thousand, yeah. uh, a thousand gallons of fuel spill on the side of the road just right. the gas leak yeah be a hazmat spill we've had them called out on us um, in the trucking industry, and it's expensive. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. See, now, the one thing, too, this was just made me think of this. Have you ever thought about expanding to schools? Like, I, the schools have a program where if, if something comes in, like an active shooter, some, the teachers are supposed to react a certain way. And, and within reason, they do some, they do more talking about it. It's hard to simulate. But is that something that you might be able to creatively simulate there somehow to where at least you, you put some people that can be put in a very bad situation, but train for it or, you know, with, with actors and all that stuff? So Porter EMS hosted a trauma symposium at the start of last year. No, no, I'm sorry, it was about summer, summertime last year, and they addressed exactly what you're talking about. Wow. So what happens when there's a, a very strong traumatic incident in the county? Who responds to what? Whose role is it to do what? Right. Um, we also have a series of um, offerings that pertain to disaster relief planning. Um, uh, we also have had Ivy Tech uh, nursing students uh, come on site where we have, you know, flipped a, a school bus and, you know, oh, wow. like basically simulated car accidents on um, who extricates the victim, you know, 
and before the fire department arrives on scene, like who does what. So yes, we've had opportunities to do that. We've also do you do the training for the teachers though? Because I think that was well, or staff, yeah. Yeah, that was for the The trauma symposium was uh, primarily nurses and you know doctors, people that on the medical mm -hmm. side of things. Um, for teachers specifically, not so much. There's tremendous opportunity there. I've seen more teachers at the MAC recently because we've started offering CPR classes. Oh, okay. And you know that's a requirement, yeah. you know, right. as a teacher. Right. So, um, so I've seen more interest from the teachers um, <laughs> side, uh, but up until recently, not so much. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. something to, to look at. And the, you know, the county, the sheriff's department does a really good job of coordinating that uh, with the, um, the school safety plan. Right. Uh, one one yeah. county, one protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Scenario. So, yeah. So That's pretty that, good. That Have you gone through training like that, Greg, with the schools? Very little. Um, see, a lot of it's just talking, and and, yeah. and we'll have the drill, and it'll be like, okay, if there's a drill, this is what you do, like lockdown, out of sight kind of stuff, and. Uh, but you haven't gone through it. Uh, I think that's what he was asking. Yeah. I think that maybe yeah. No, because because I'll tell you, there's many times where I sit back and you go, okay, I mean. I, I, if people that I work with are listening, I'm not offending anybody, but you know, sometimes I look around and I go, if this was a real disaster, you wonder how many people would run the other way, you know, because that's just, your body reacts differently. And uh, yes, so that's why it'd be kind of interesting to say, okay, if this was, this was fake, but a real scenario, who might have the, the people might find the inner strength to go, I can do this. Or others go, you know what? No, I need to step away. Yeah. Let somebody else do what I thought I might be able to do. Because in, in a sense, the more prepared we are, and hopefully it, it never has to be yeah, used ever, so you know. But that that's one of the things that I wonder, you know, who would who would step up and who wouldn't? And and, and you don't know until I guess you're in Exactly. That it, it, yeah. It's hard in any situation. And I, you know yeah. that, you know, until you're in it, it's easy to say what I would do until you're doing it and go, wow, I, you know, I was right or ooh, I was wrong. So um, to give you an example, um, first of all, welcome the opportunity if you want to coordinate a team of teachers from your school or even with them. Sure, I've got nothing else doing next week. Right. I'll, uh, no. <laughs> you're going to be in Cancun, you little. Oh, yeah. Vacation yeah. again. Can I coordinate that again. from the beach? <laughs> there you go. She knows you very well. What? Well, Oh my God! Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Summer's off. <laughs> no, yeah, we only work 180 days a year. It's easy no, stuff. No, Seven no, hours a day. You know, piece of cake. Absolutely. Piece of cake. And the funny thing about Greg is he doesn't just wear one hat. He's not just a teacher. This kid wears 30. <laughs> Freaking ass throughout the county. So. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. yeah. The, the nature of being a teacher. I mean, these teachers, including yourself, are involved in so many aspects of people's lives. Even I mean, some we don't want you involved in graduate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I meant that as a she was you did, but I'm getting torn down by my co host over there. That's what I'm Oh my goodness. Um, but no, no, in all seriousness, if you see that there is a need there, um, we could certainly line something up. That would be interesting to do, yeah. I uh, had a, a situation recently where my neighbor fell, and it was one of those very cold after Christmas, you know, I mean, below zero days, and um, he was removing his Christmas lights. Oh. 80 years old, fell. Oh. And it was just by pure luck that, you know, I heard him ask, you know, yelling for help, but he had been on the ground, he's only 10 minutes at that point. And so ran over there, called 911, but even as I was calling, there was this like uh, adrenaline rush mm. that takes over and it's almost, uh, for me, it was panic too. Wow. You know, um, and I experience this all the time. So someone that hasn't had direct experience or has not heard it for a long time, yeah, you could freeze up or you mm -hmm. could run away. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, it really is something, again, that, that should be taught and people should yeah. proactively participate in. Now, now, after what you were saying there, for some reason, something flashed in my brain. Yeah. Have you ever, like, taken a video of your stuff and then gone places and had a video on a screen just showing people, in a, like, a, at the county fair or other places where people can just walk by an inner building and go, holy cow, that's pretty cool stuff. What is that? Mm -hmm. And kind of intrigue them? So the county fair, we had a booth uh, last year oh, okay. um, at the fair because we had, um, we brought in country music artist Josh Turner. 
Um, oh, at your facility. It. We brought yeah. them actually to the fairgrounds. We held a fundraiser, uh, uh, a concert okay. um, um, at the fairgrounds. And I so heard we, about we that. Set up a booth to promote the concert okay. and you know mm -hmm. and the work that we're doing, but um, but that is that is something that we're gonna be doing again this year. August twenty seventh is the date that we. Blake Shelton. Can I, uh, Garth Brooks? Can't afford either one of those. Keep going. <laughs> Could you bring the fire? Just put the scooters in the fire. Totally, totally. Okay, <laughs> Trisha Yearwood. You know, I can make a phone call. Keep going. You know. You know. <laughs> he probably does know. This dude knows everybody. No, so. I know 6 a.m. That that's with with Nikki Six. I don't know. And this is, oh, this is before our time, okay? He's yeah. talking about oh, stuff before. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Nikki Six is from from Motley Crue. Oh, oh. And he's got another band, and yes. I so I now, yeah, but anyways, it's a little different genre than uh, country and western. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one you did you country or western. I always country. forget which one you do. Josh Turner is country. Oh, oh. Last year was the first time we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I didn't know there was a difference between country and western. <laughs> <laughs> One of the questions that you, Craig kind of comes up with some general questions, and one that I really And it's not a compliment, with, by the way. It was. Because you would never give me that. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm giving you a compliment. That's all you get, one. <laughs> uh, but number seven, he says, what is something people in Porter County would be surprised to hear about the MAC? And that's one question I wanted to ask before we had to close up. Close up. Well, we're getting, <laughs> yeah, we're getting time. Yeah, uh, see? we got a few more minutes. more kidding. It goes away. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> so one thing that people uh, would be surprised to hear is something that I've already shared, which is that we're a non-for-profit. We are not a government-led. That's, yeah. that's, that's a big thing. People just assume that we are a government oh. entity. No, we're not. Um, the other surprising thing I think that they would um, appreciate hearing about is that this is our charitable charge to offer um, first responder community for everything that they give us by not charging them. Mm -hmm. um, so so there's a number of other things, but I, I think primarily I would say those That was one I was really surprised yeah. about. Yeah. I didn't, didn't know that, honestly, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know Mac what that meant, and I still couldn't tell you what Mac meant. <laughs> I remember it was a long, long, word. Now, now, do you ever have, um, you know, something where, like, let's say you got a fire department coming in next Thursday for the heck of it. Do community members ever come in and say, you know what, we want to hear some cookies or hear some things for, for the, the fire group that's training or the police that are training? Well, the Mac crew, too, because yeah. they're nice people. Right. Well, well yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for that. No. Um, <laughs> she said no to Andy. <laughs> no, uh, We had years the Girl Scouts have oh. been really generous in donating the cookies. You know when you buy a Girl Scout cookie mm -hmm. box and you say here's an extra five dollars, you know, keep it. Yeah, I've done that. They can't. No, I <laughs> <laughs> they can't resell that box. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and so um, So yeah, they have to donate? Oh, that's they cool. have donated. Well, maybe okay. now I will and it's six dollars by the way. Five dollars, that's last year's price. Oh, oh really? Six dollars. dollars a box? Six dollars a box? Make that up. I wow. <laughs> Chesterton prices, they I guess. But you know what? My wife got them from her friend. I bet you she upcharged me. <laughs> wow, that wouldn't idea. surprise me, you know? <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> it's the Bozaks. Give, yeah. Charge them more. There was a little girl that was uh, a girl. Oh, was my wife upcharging me. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, if you got purple hair, too, she wouldn't charge you yeah. more. I <laughs> sat across the police station with her mom selling Girl Scout cookies, and they were... I saw her setting up yeah. Saturday morning, yeah. So if you don't buy my cookies, we're going to give you a ticket. That's all right. But, but to, so one, they one donated pallets of cookies, and again, oh, wow. a, a lot of positive intent, right? But um, gosh, you know, they ate a lot of cookies or what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She's still eating them. It's yes. Like that, you know, the the COVID nineteen yeah. weekend is real. <laughs> you still have cookies yes. because this tour that I'm going to happen a lot sooner than I was originally thinking. <laughs> 
He can be bribed yeah. for cookies. <laughs> we got to be careful there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But hey, it uh, looks like we're about uh, the time is up for, for this week. It's a tremendous, tremendous show. We, we thank Selena for coming thank and you. the Mac and uh, the generous thing they do for the community. Uh, also, we thank our generous sponsors at the Odd Fellows, the Independent Order of Odd Fellows, Chequick Lodge 56 in Valparaiso. But uh, this has been Porter County Buzz 103.1 FM Community Radio. And I am Greg Sims, co-host Andy Bozek and Selena Weatherwax. We thank you and we'll have to have you on again because we only got through a smidgen of what uh, we know that, that you'd like to say. So we do a live show at the back. Oh, well, we can do I that. Like that. Yeah, right. great Thanks idea. Buzz. We gotta go. Sounds good.